You are listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy, and sponsored by the award-winning novel, The Beloved Daughter. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to listen to this gripping audiobook about a Christian girl in North Korea. And now, enjoy today's episode of Unabridged, the Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 32 That night, Kimmy dreamed she was strapped in the passenger seat of a car speeding recklessly over a bridge. Slow down, she shouted at the driver. Chuck's menacing laugh answered back. You think this is fast, girly? You haven't seen fast yet. Pip squealed in the back seat, but Kimmy's seatbelt was so tight it was digging into her shoulder bone. She couldn't turn around to offer her brother any comfort. You're scaring him, she yelled, hoping Chuck would feel some degree of pity for his own child. Instead, he laughed again, filling the front seat of the car with the scent of stale beer and sunflower seeds. How's this for scared? He spun the wheel back and forth, sending their speeding car careening from one lane to the other. The bridge swayed beneath them. Kimmy gripped her seat, praying for rescue. If she reached out, if she were able to seize hold of the wheel, no, it was too dangerous. There was nothing to do, nothing to do but pray and wait and hope that she and Pip survived. She woke up drenched in sweat. Meg was staring down at her with a frown. Sorry to wake you, sleeping beauty, but if I'm going to get my house ready for your hot date tonight, we need to get on the road. Kimmy glanced at the clock. 7.30? After everything they'd gone through last night, Meg thought it was appropriate to wake her and Pip up at 7.30? Come on, Meg urged. I've got a hair appointment in town at noon, and I don't want to cancel. Kimmy rolled her eyes. At least Meg's real reason for waking her up this early was more in line with her character, easier for Kimmy to accept. She glanced at her sleeping brother, hating to break his rest. Meg flung a suitcase on the bed and started to fill it. Let's go. He can sleep in the car. Kimmy didn't have the energy to argue. Besides, she and Pip probably shouldn't linger in Glen Allen any longer than was necessary, not with Chuck still running loose. She reached out her arm to give her brother a gentle shake. Come on, Buster. Time to wake up. You call him Buster? Meg paused with a pair of heels in her hands. Who packs heels to take a four-hour drive to do nothing but pick up their sister? Kimmy continued to focus on Pip. Yeah, why? That's what Mom used to call Dad when they were being silly. Don't you remember? Kimmy shook her head. Back when they'd lived together, one of Meg's favorite pastimes was playing Don't You Remember, a game in which Meg received the inherent bragging rights that came from having far more recollections about their dad than Kimmy ever would. The superiority that went along with her status as eldest daughter with the best memory was as infuriating as it was unjust. Why should Meg be the one with all the memories? Hey, is he always this hard to wake up? Meg asked, studying Kimmy and her failed attempts to rouse Pip. She shrugged. Not always, but he's had a hard night. There was an edge in her voice she didn't try to mask. What did her sister expect? 
Meg had no idea what Pip had gone through lately, and she never would. Yet another case of Meg's getting all the family's allotted dose of good luck. It wasn't enough for her to be the prettiest, the smartest, and the one with all the memories of Dad. She was also the one who'd never had to deal with Chuck, never had to clean up his snotty paper towels or fetch his coffee sludge. As far as Kimmy knew, Meg had never been hit a day in her life, and her most pressing worry was whether or not she could keep her figure trim enough to warrant her position as a trophy bride for one of Anchorage's most successful real estate moguls. Maybe you should just take the blankets off him and let the cold wake him up. Kimmy glared at her sister. Did driving four hours to meet her half-brother make Meg some kind of parenting expert all of a sudden? Come on, Pip, Kimmy pleaded. You've got to wake up. If you keep snuggling him like that, he won't have any reason to get out of bed. Kimmy ignored Meg's nagging, and eventually her sister took the hint and went back to her packing. Kimmy brushed Pip's forehead. Does he feel hot to you? Meg reached out, then shrugged. A little bit, but you've kept him buried under those blankets all night. I wonder if he's getting sick. It wouldn't be a surprise after he spent so much time outside. Meg rolled her eyes. Is that still what they're teaching in these Glen Allen schools? The cold can't make you sick. It doesn't work that way. It's just an old wives' tale. Shut up! Kimmy flung the blankets off her brother. The PA at the clinic hadn't warned Kimmy about overheating. Had she bundled him too tightly in her worry for his safety? I'm serious, Meg went on. If anything, all the cold does is lower your immunity... It can't actually give you a virus. I said, shut up. Kimmy stood Pip on the ground and watched anxiously while he blinked his sleepy eyes awake. Are you all right, Buster? She wished Meg hadn't mentioned that being one of their mom's pet names for their dad. She was going to feel self-conscious now each and every time she used it. Pip, are you all right? He scrunched up his face. I think he needs to see a doctor. Kimmy announced. Meg threw a fancy handbag into her suitcase. He's probably just tired. He looks like he's in pain. Meg shrugged. That's how I look every morning before I put on my makeup. I bet it is, Kimmy thought to herself. She sat down on the edge of their bed and took Pip into her arms. Does something hurt? she asked him. Or are you just tired, buddy? He winced. Can you show me what hurts? Kimmy ignored her sister's melodramatic sigh. Meg was probably worried about that hair appointment she'd miss if they didn't get on the road soon. Hair like that probably had to be touched up once or twice a month. With as much as Meg was sure to be paying her stylist, the hairdresser could afford to reschedule. Something's really wrong. I think we better get him checked out. Fine, Meg huffed as she zipped her overstuffed suitcase shut. But you don't want to take him to this Glen Allen hole in the wall. I mean, it's fine for something like last night when you need quick attention right away. But for childhood illnesses, you really should see a specialist. Does that tiny little clinic here even have a pediatrician on staff? Kimmy had spent all of Pip's life worrying herself sick over every minor injury or sniffle hating that his father was too cheap to allow him to get proper medical care, 
Now that Chuck was out of the picture, there was no way Kimmy was going to relinquish her decision-making authority, handing the responsibility over to someone who hardly even knew her brother. The Copper River Clinic's closest, she argued. Let's just stop by there on the way out of town. She thought about the Cole twins who'd been out of the daycare with strep throat and hoped Pip hadn't picked up something like that. She put a finger on his chin. Open your mouth like this. Let me take a look. Good grief, Kimberly, Meg whined. You're not a nurse. No, but I'm his sister, which is more than you're acting like at the moment. She kept the retort unspoken and tried to look in Pip's mouth. All she could see was black. You have a flashlight or something? Meg crossed her arms. Do you even know what you're looking for? Does working part-time at a daycare all of a sudden make you an expert in childhood diseases? Do you have a flashlight or not? She repeated. All I need is a simple yes or no. Meg rolled her eyes. Use my cell. She tossed her phone onto the blanket and then let out a loud and frustrated sigh when Kimmy asked her how to turn on the light. I can't believe you don't even know how to use a cell phone. Kimmy ignored the remark. Now say ah, she told her brother. Do you even know if he understands a word you're saying? Meg asked as she stared into the mirror above the dresser, applying her mascara. Kimmy heard the question, but as she shined the light, she realized Meg was right about one thing. She really didn't know what she was looking for. Pip's throat was bright red, but maybe that's the color it always was. She tried to figure out how to turn the light off when Meg finally yanked it out of her hands and did it herself. Did you find what you were looking for? Kimmy ignored her sister's sarcasm. I want to take him to the clinic before we head out of town. If you wait a few hours, I have a friend with a kid about that age. I actually borrowed her car seat for Pip's drive to Anchorage. She takes her son to a naturopath in Eagle River, says she's a miracle worker. I don't want to see a naturopath, Kimmy snapped, and I don't need a miracle worker. I just want someone to check him out and let me know if something's wrong. Of course something's wrong, Meg replied. The kid's three and doesn't even talk yet. Which reminds me, I have a number for you to call once we get you settled in. There's a state program for kids with special needs where they'll come right to your house. That's not what I'm talking about. Kimmy wondered how she and her sister would survive the long drive to Anchorage, let alone coexist under the same roof until Kimmy found a place of her own. It was a good thing Meg had a mansion where they'd have plenty of space, so hopefully Kimmy and her brother could keep to themselves. Meg stared at Kimmy, who felt like she was now expected to apologize for her outburst. Instead, she gave Pip a little squeeze, straightened out his rumpled clothes, and said, Let's find where that nice trooper put your shoes last night, and then we'll take a quick visit to say hi to the nurse. She shot a look at her sister, who managed to roll her eyes while applying her eye makeup. Fine with me, while you're in with the nurse, PA, or whoever they've got working there. I guess I'll call my hairstylist and cancel that appointment. You've been listening to Termination Dust by Alana Terry. 
Today's episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is sponsored by The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, available exclusively on Audible. Visit alanaterry.com beloved to download The Beloved Daughter Audiobook, narrated by two-time Audi Award winner Kathy Garver. If you're new to Audible, you can listen to this award-winning novel right away with a no-risk 30-day free trial when you go to alanaterry.com beloved. And don't forget to tune in soon for the next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Thanks for listening.